Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a preliminary final review of the NRL and also a grand final preview. So guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get straight into the show. All right, guys, obviously we know I'm a parent of fan. I'm, I'm super G'd, ready for this grand final coming up. But the way I'm going to do it, I'm going to talk about Manly South first. Then I'm going to get into the cracking game that was Melbourne versus Penrith. And then I'm going to talk about the grand final preview, guys. So my expect, my first initial reactions to the South's Manly game, I thought that coming into the game, I changed my mind. I thought South were going to get the win. And the reason I thought that, just looking at that Manly team, I know they had the experience in Cherry Evans and Foran. I understood that, but the other, you know, 15, 14 players, you know, Barney's Powers, they didn't have a heap of experience in, in preliminary finals. Now, I know Jakey, Tommy, you know, a couple, Dylan Walker, they've played Origin before. That's that's a big experience, but they never played a preliminary final before, a lot of those players. So the way I looked at it, I thought they were going to be a little bit nervous, and I didn't think they started bad. I thought they started pretty good, but once South got that first try, I think it was a massive confidence boost for South, and... What Souths do really, really well is they're able to score on top of, you know, they're able to score in consecutive fashion. So what that means is once they score one, they're more likely to score two and three, you know, and that and that really did, you know, have a big factor in South Sydney getting the win. And I thought their first half was really, really strong. I thought they did a really good job controlling the tempo. I know there was a couple of tries by Manly that were disallowed, but I think that they did a really good job. One of the tries of Cody Walker, that was a really good try. A, a pretty lucky try, absolutely. But, you know, he, he was injured. He came down, ran all the way, got that meat pie. And I think South Sydney did a really good job. If the only thing, if I'm a South Sydney fan listening to this, I'm worried about is that we didn't finish the game really, really strongly. But in saying that, once you know you're in the preliminary final, it's kind of hard to keep on track. But I still think that's a that's a, that's a sign of weakness for you guys. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the preview, but of the grand final. But yeah, I just think that that was you know such a good game by South Sydney. They were able to attack. They were able to go really, really well. You know, and Reynolds he had a bit of an injury and. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, he was still out there playing, but that was a massive effect. He couldn't kick goals. So that was a massive effect. And we saw Cody Walker kicking a lot more than he usually does. So that was a massive factor for, for South Sydney. And they were able to get the win, and they were able to play really, really strong. You know, Cody Walker did a really good job. But I think Blake Taff, he's a really, really good player. In only seventh game, his eighth game is going to be a grand final, which is crazy to say. But he did a really good job. I think one instance where I just saw that I know he's going to be a really good footballer don't know how good he'll be, but he'll definitely be a first-grade regular. Was They were doing a sweep play, and he was that sweeper at fullback, usually where the troll is, and he just did the left-to-right cutout straight to Johnson, hit him on the money, and got Jason Saab in all sorts. That was just a sign that of where I saw that Penrith, I saw that South Sydney you know, really have a great attack, and their left edge is probably the, the second or third-best left edge in the competition. You know, Probably on stats, it's probably the best, because you know, you look at Alex, jo- Alex Johnson, how many tries he's gotten. And I think it's 27 or 28. Yeah, that's a, that's already 27, 28 tries on the left edge. So it's a really, really strong left edge. What I will say about Manly, and if you're a Manly fan, I don't think you should be, you know, you should obviously you're not happy that you lost. You know, you're never happy if you lose a game in any situation, right? But I think if you're a Manly fan, the way I look at it, you guys, if you if, if, if they let Ruben Garrick score that try, which in my opinion is a try, it Suli didn't really do anything wrong and he can't get out of the way. You want him to run that line. So I think that's not a bad option there. 
I think that would have been a try. That would have, you know, changed some momentum. And then if Tommy Bra, we've never seen him drop a try like that. If he gets that down, that's a try. And a lot of people, one of my good mates, Zippy, the pest, he said to me, oh, you know, that that, that was a bit of a rake. But the way I look at it, he, he hit his shoulder first and his arm went down, hit the ball. A lot of people thought it was a try, but the way I look at it in live play, it's a drop ball. And I thought they did the right the right play. I, I think you can tell when someone knows it's a try or not when they get up in their first instincts. And Tommy's instinct was like, oh, he, said, he said, fuck. He was like, he, you know, he wasn't confident. So I just def- definitely think that's a telltale of if he got it down or not. So I definitely think that wasn't a try. So that's, that's my opinion. I think mainly, but... Your team's pretty young, the way you look at it. Like I think you've got to move on someone like a Marty Tapao. So, you know, you've, you've got a pretty young team. Your halves are you're probably your oldest players. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think definitely with, like, a DCE, he's able to have a longevity. And he doesn't usually get injured. Now, Fora, on the other hand, he had a really strong season this season, and hopefully his body holds up. But he could be a question mark. But I still think that they did a really good job. I think they've got another really good, strong year. I think they're definitely going to be able to compete for another premiership next season. And if you asked if you asked any Manly fan after the first four games, do you think you're going to be in the preliminary finals and be able to have a shake within the premiership? A lot of them, I think, would have said no. A lot of them would have said, obviously, yes. But the way they looked at it, they were, they were down and out. And, you know, Tommy, Tommy coming back, it's a massive in for them. But they just looked lost in, in, in no direction. So I definitely think that it was a great... A great thing for them to get their confidence back. And when full strength, they're a top four team, probably a top five team, if you ask me, because the Roosters were of, of of health. You know, they're definitely going to push for that top four spot. But they're a really, really strong team, if you ask me. But yeah, I'm going back to Manly. I don't think you guys can be too angry. You know, you're going to be there in the in the in the next season, if you ask me. And it's definitely going to be a team. You're definitely going to be a team of contention, especially when Tommy's still there. So definitely, think it's a, it's a positive season for you guys. You, you guys were 80 minutes away from a grand final it's not a bad option. And you guys got some points at the end. If those two tries add up, you know, and that's ten, that's eight points there, 16 to 24, you know, you could definitely beat him with a shot. If Garrick ices both those conversions, you know, you never know. So I, I think Manly did a really good job. Now we're going to talk about the Penrith and Melbourne Storm game. And I think it was the best game of the finals so far. Second place, obviously, going towards Parramatta Eels and Penrith. But I just think that this Penrith-Melbourne game, it, 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 it was so entertaining. But... It was so fast. Like, the speed of the game was so quick. And I think for a lot of people, Melbourne, the way I look at it, Melbourne to me is kind of like with the Brisbane Broncos back in the day where they just had all these rep and origin players. Like, you look at it. Paps would have played origin this year if you asked me if he was healthy and didn't get injured. Fox, origin. Jennings, not an origin player, but he had a really, really strong season this season. Remus Smith, probably going to be a Kiwi international. Justin Ollum, PNG International, would probably would probably play Origin if you ask me if he was able to. He's that good. You know, then you got Munster, Australian player. You got Jerome Hughes, New Zealand International. Christian Walsh, you know, a, New, a Queenslander, probably Australian. Smith, Brendan Smith, Kiwi International. You know, you got your other big prop, who is Del, oh, not Dalfa Nukin, sorry. Who's their other prop? Oh, Jesse Bromwich, Kiwi, you know, international, captain of the club. You know, you got Kafusi, Origin player. You know, you've got Kenny Bromwich, Kiwi International, Dale Finucane, New South Wales, Australian International, most likely. Harry Grant, Queenslander. You know, Nelson Sofamoto, Kiwi. Tui Kamakamifa, he's a he's a very, very good player. And Nico Hines, you know, possibly can was the 19th man for Origin this year. So that's a really, really strong team. There's so many international and rep players on that team. It's absolutely outstanding. So for me, the I think Penrith just aimed up from the start. And I think it got him out of their groove. 
And a lot of people are like, oh, they didn't have Cameron Smith, this and that. I think that's that, that's a part of it, but I just think that they just were gassed. You know, they were really gassed. They looked tired, and they weren't able, you know, to usually – they usually oscillate their opportunities, and they just weren't able to do that on the weekend. You know, there was a lot of un-Melbourne-like errors in that game, and I think it is there's two factors to it. It's either Melbourne just – just played average, or Penrith forced them to make those errors. And I think there's a little bit of both going into it. I don't think it was just Penrith, and I don't think it was just Melbourne. I think there's a factor of that. But I just look at the game, the way it flowed. Whenever you thought Melbourne was going to get on top, they just couldn't get over that hump. And full credit to Penrith, because I'm not trying to be as biased as I obviously will be, but their defense is, it's the best defense in the league, and it's the best defense in the league for a reason. And there's a reason why they've only lost four games this season, and it's because of that. And they really only lost one game full strength this season. That was the Souths two weeks ago. I will touch on that a little bit later. But the way I look at it, Penrith were just able to have that defense and able to keep turning up for each other. And I don't care what anybody says. That is the true indication of a great team. They just back up. They get there. They get there. One great, one of my favorite players for Penrith, and is someone that probably not a lot of people would think of, is Scott Sorensen. That bloke is the definition of a football player. He ran all the way to get Jerome Hughes. He was gassed. His owner's still fucked. Owner's still fucked. His arm's still crook. You know, he's still able to come back and play. And that's the true definition of a footballer. And I think having him back in that team was a massive in. And to Penrith, credit to where where it's due. You were able to find a weakness in the Melbourne Storm. Nathan Cleary iced the first try. They were able to do that from the get-go. And that got them off to that fast start. And I've talked to a lot of my friends here. Aiden, Chris, Zipster. You know, Mossy. And they all said, Penrith need to get off to a fast start and they need to match that first 20. And they were able to do that. And I think that went a long way to them in winning the competition. I mean, winning, winning that game, sorry. And going on to possibly winning the competition. And the one key factor I saw of how I knew we were going to win the game, and I was still obviously in, in edge the whole game, but the one factor I was like, fuck, we can get this, was the last 30 seconds of the first half where... Jerome Hughes has made that massive break. He's gone up into the defense, and they're just getting back for each other. They're competing defensively. They're just turning up for each other each fucking set. And Melbourne were on their haunches, and then Penrith was after half time running off like a team like they are. That, to me, was a massive telltale sign. And it it, it, it can go either way. It could just be Melbourne just were, were gassed at that point in time, but it showed me that Penrith were, they were up for it. They really wanted to get the win, and you know, obviously losing to them in the grand final, it's a massive it's a massive factor for them. And I think it, it, it shows to me Ivan is a really, really good coach in this league. And I think, you know, the 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 way 360 said that he was kind of like Paul Kent and uh, not not Paul Kent, not Radiohead, kind of like Brian Smith. It, it, that's not a that's not a fair accusation because Brian Smith was a very, very good coach. He was able to get to grand finals. Some coaches never get to grand finals in their in their lives, you know, in their coaching career. So I don't think that that was a fair representation. If someone said, oh, you can't get a premiership, they've got this week to prove it. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but I thought, Penrith, you did a, we did a really good job in turning up on defense, and our defense is that good. And the try that Melbourne scored, I'm not going to say it was a it was a lucky try, but it, it, it was just a little kick, and it got a really good bounce, and, and kicks missed it. And Pappenhausen was there, and that, that's that's credit to him. But it was, it was a pretty... It was a, it was a pretty... I'm not lucky, but it was a pretty fortunate try for Melbourne. And if they didn't score that... They probably wouldn't have scored the whole game, which is crazy to say the best offensive team in probably the last 30 years statistically couldn't score more than one try in that game. That is crazy to say. So it just shows you how great Penrith's defense is. Now, talking about the grand final, and I'm going into it, 
South Sydney versus Penrith. And I think this is a grand final that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. I think a lot of people saw Melbourne versus either Penrith or South, but they didn't expect Penrith and South to make it. And the reason why I think it's it's such a fitting grand final is because Melbourne Melbourne went through the season with basically no 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 defeats. They lost to to Parramatta, but like the defeats that they had, they weren't really strong defeats and where they were like the obviously the worst team. Like when they versus Penrith, it was a pretty tight neck and neck game. They, they nearly scored they nearly scored a try on the buzzer to win it. So they didn't really have a game where they just got outplayed, out out outmatched, you know, and they did. They only got that once against Para, and I think they got it at the wrong time. They needed to get it throughout the middle of the season, but they realized, okay, fuck, we can get beaten here. It went full strength, and I think that it's just it just shows you that you can't go on those win streaks and basically win the comp. We've seen it with Penrith and Melbourne in consecutive seasons where that win streak it takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot, out. and I know Penrith had a really strong win streak to start the season, but. They, they did fade a lot in origin, and they went down on a decline. And I think Melbourne, they just kept going up and up, but then they, they kind of they stagnated, and they stayed at that same level, and I think that was the level that they reached peak. Sorry there, guys. It was just a little bit of an interruption there. Yeah, they reached a little bit of a peak, and they flatlined a little bit. So I think seeing that, it showed to me that they're a beatable team. They're a beatable team. And and I don't think it's not having Cameron Smith in experience. I just think it's just a team gets to a certain level of what they are, and that's what they are. And, they're, hey, they were a really, really good team. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy that Penrith won. I'm not going to lie. But I think if you're a Melbourne fan, don't be too worried. Don't be too stressed about it. You did a really good season. You haven't been playing in your, in, in Melbourne or at your, at your home base for two years, really. So that's so tough. Like, South Sydney, Penrith, they're able to stay and live in Sydney and live in their houses, which is such a massive, massive plus. But... Grand final preview. This is the grand final that I think we all wanted. I think we all wanted to see anyone but Melbourne in the premiership. And I think it's fitting that Penrith and South Sydney make it because they had a great game that first finals week. And the way I look at it, South Sydney beat us. We didn't lose that game. South Sydney beat us. Like, they gave it to us. They beat us. They did what they needed to do. And in saying, and in saying that, I think Penrith realized, fuck, we can get beaten here by a team that's not named Melbourne. Like, we can actually get done. And I think for them, it was a real kick up the ass and it was a real rocket up the ass, whatever you want to say, that, that gave them that, okay, we can get beaten here. We know we have to bring our A game every single game. And hey, we nearly got beaten by Parramatta, you know, so like, we can get beaten by teams. It doesn't, it shows you how close the competition actually is. So I think for 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 Souths, if you can get them into that grind, if you can keep doing the same thing that you did the last game, it's got to go a massive point in going on and winning this game. So for me, I really, really like what they've done, and I really love what they're they're about. You know, they play hard, fast, physical. And then if you were told me that they're going to make the GF again without Latrell, there was no chance. I said, "There's no chance." Like 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 Vince McMahon says, "No chance." There was never a chance they're going to make it. And it's it's it shows to me how good coaching is and how good belief is. If you believe in your system and your club, you can go a long, long way. Now, what South Sydney needs to do to win, get in a grind, get in a physical grind. Got to get Penrith tired. Got to get them moving, working. And I think South Sydney's a team that can do that. They can get them moving side to side across the park. You know, and they need to come on. Tom Burgess is, a, is the biggest X factor for them. If he comes on with that intent, that physicality, that purpose, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no reason that they can't win this game. And I think that that needs to really get, 
you know, Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds on the strong foot. And if they start really well South Sydney, they usually, you know, they usually add on tries after that. So for me, they've got to get into the grind, the physicality. Tom Burgess is the X factor, and they got to get they got to get going fast. Now, same thing for Penrith. If they get going off to a fast start and score the first try, they're 18 for 18 this season. And that's no shock to me. When they start fast, they usually end up building on that and winning games and getting teams, and they get them in the chokehold, and they just choke the life out of them. Now, for Penrith, what they've got to do is move the ball. South Sydney, they're not a... They're not a bad defensive team by all means, but they're not a great defensive team. I think Melbourne's a better defensive team than them, and we only scored two tries on Melbourne, hundred percent. And we got we got we did a nice trick shot the first one, and we did a nice sweep play the second one. But I think we're able to to get points a little bit easier than Souths, and that that could be you know a, a a you know hot take. But I think the first game we played Souths, we had a couple of opportunities where we just didn't ice them. And I think usually we ice them. And I think, you know, we, we kind of get him back into that form. I think that Melbourne game gave him the real confidence that they needed and said to him, we can win these games. We can win the competition. And I think that confidence that they have, they can they really feel it. And the loss of last year's grand final to them, it's actually a really, really good thing for them right now because they know what it takes to win a grand final now. They know what it takes, what needs to be done the right way. And I don't think they did anything. They wouldn't have done anything wrong in the grand final week against Melbourne. But they just wouldn't have. They just not, not a lot of them would have played a grand final. James Tamo, Api Corusia would have played a grand final. Zane Tedavano. So they didn't have that experience. Now all of them have played a grand final before. They have that experience. And South Sydney, they do have a little bit of experience in in Reynolds, Tom Burgess. You know, Dane Gagos played big game situations, but not a lot of them have played Origin. I mean, grand finals. Alex Johnson too, but not a lot of them have played GFs. But and you look at Penrith, they're probably going to have a team of at least ten or eleven. You know, if you look at their team now, Tavita didn't play for him last year. Scott Sorensen didn't play for him last year. I don't believe Matt Burton didn't play in the GF for him last year. Momoroski didn't play in the GF. So there's about four players there, you know, that I can think of just off the top of my head. But the, all the others did. So you got 13 out of 17 where you don't have more than double digits for South Sydney. So that's a massive positive for me, For if you ask me. In saying that, though, the return service, you have Wayne Bennett, who's been to, I believe this is his 10th grand final he's going to be coaching. So he's been to grand finals like it's like it's no one's business. So for me, the positives for them, but the 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 the, the, the way that, the, sorry, the way I'm going to say is, even though South Sydney don't have as much experience as Penrith in the grand final, because they've only played one, they do have a lot of players that have played big games, you know, big game experience. So I don't think that's going to be a factor. The way I see this, I see it either being... South Sydney and Penn, the way I see it, it's either going to be going down to the wire, right, where it's kind of like a Melbourne Penrith game, or it's going to be kind of like a manly South Sydney game, right? There's not going to be any between where they win by 12 points. I think if a team wins this game, it's going to be by 20, or if it, or it's going to be by under six points. It's going to be a real tight net game or a really, really blowout. Now, the way I look at it, I definitely think South Sydney can blow them out, but I think Ivan's going to target Adam Reynolds a lot. And it's bad for Adam Reynolds that he's on the right edge defensively where Penrith's left edge is their most potent. But in saying that, you reverse the factor. That's the exact same for South Sydney. Their left edge is potent. It's probably the best left edge in the competition. But I just think that Penrith, I'm obviously biased. And if, I, if I'm taking my bias and me out, I still think that Penrith, the loss of last year, the 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 loss that they had, the the, the fact that they got written off after this, this past week versus Melbourne, I think it's going to be a massive factor for them. I think it's going to be a massive positive for them. And I think it's just going to get them over the line. I think they just they, they got a lot of players that have that big experience this year. And I love a narrative. And if South Sydney win, the narrative is Wayne goes, Reynolds goes, Benji probably retires, and they end up that, that season on a win. 
in the Premiership. But I just think that Penrith just, their defense is too good right now. And unless Wayne can figure out a way to get past it, I just think Penrith right now have it. And they, they got beaten by South. And right now, South are a better team than them because they beat them. And I think they don't want to lose again. They don't want to get beaten again. And I think they're going to be super focused, super intact. And I just think Penrith are going to win it this year. And I just, I want Penrith to win it this year, obviously. But I just think Penrith, if, if you ask a team that's been more consistent in the season, Penrith or South, it's Penrith. Because South usually had that factor where they win games, but they let points leak within the last 20 minutes and they don't finish off teams. And I just think that's such a thing where a lot of people don't remember. And Michael, Mike Ennis, Mick Ennis said that they can't win a competition. Now, I think they can, obviously, but I think that's a big thing for them. They've got to be able to finish the game strong. And they did do that against Penrith one time. But out of the last three encounters, Penrith have won two out of three. And the one team I was worried about this this year was, was Souths against Penrith because they kind of match up against us. They like to move the footy around. They like to play fast. But I just think Penrith are going to get it this year. And I just think Souths might run out of that juice. In that, that I think Latrell Mitchell is such a big loss for them. And it doesn't get talked about more often. Like, this is where he... If, if Latrell played this game, I think South would win it because he's got that big game experience. He's able to just get up to that elite level. And I think he would get Cody and Renault going. But I just think not having him, it's such a big loss. Now, I know Penrith are going to have a little bit of injury complaints, but I just think that all these players, they're going to be fully... 1-17, they're going to have a strong team. So I just think Penrith this season, I think it's theirs. I think that they can get it done. I so hope that they do. You know, it would be great for the city of Penrith. And if South win, it would be great for the city of South Sydney. You know, both these teams, you know, their their their, their fan bases have been in lockdown for the past two, three months. You know, so it's going to be a nice little silver lining to whoever wins this. But I have Penrith winning this game. I think it's going to be a 1-12 to game. I think Penrith, if they start fast, they win the game. Whoever scores the first try for me wins the game. But I think Penrith are going to get off to a good start. And I think they get, their defense is just going to be too too overwhelming for South Sydney. And that's just my opinion. I think a lot of people have Souths winning this game. And I absolutely see that. I absolutely see that. They, they beat us before. They can do that. But I just think Penrith, they've they've learned from that mistake. They've learned from that. And they, they realize they have to win it. Because they don't want to lose this game. If they lose this game... Then you have to call us chokers. You have to because we've gone to back-to-back grand finals and lost. So I think Penrith, they have more to lose than South Sydney, if you ask me. If they win this, they will never be the chokers forever. They'll be able to hold a premiership and they'll be able to have that for the rest of their lives. Where South Sydney, if you ask me, they weren't expected to get to the grand final once Latrell went down. So it's a successful season for South Sydney no matter what. But I have Penrith winning, guys. If you guys think different, obviously I was going to go for Penrith. Obviously... My, my heart always says Penrith, but my head does say Penrith too. I, I just think that. And last year against Melbourne, my heart said Penrith, but my head said Melbourne. You know, and I obviously want tip. I'm going to tip Penrith and this and that, but I just think Penrith, they can get it done this year. I just see, I can just picture them holding that premiership up and just the, 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 sheer, the sheer relief that they'll have is just going to be so great. So, guys, that's my opinion. If you guys think different, make sure you let me know. Once this post goes up on Instagram, Make sure you comment who's going to win the game, 1-12. to 12. I might do a little poll up on the story to put it up there. But, yeah, guys, that's my opinion. If you guys do think Penrith are going to win, please, please, please like, share, and subscribe. If you think Souths are going to win too, hey, like, share, and subscribe to it too. But, hey, guys, thank you for listening. And I'm just going to leave with a little bit of a good song that I think we're going to hear in a week's time.
to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content. Hit us up on Instagram at lanesmedia underscore. That's all under capitalized letters. The link will be down below in the description. Thanks for listening, guys, again. Take care. Have a great day. Peace.